Hey y'all, this is Jana. This week's episode is going to be follow-up, so it's the part two, and we're going to be talking about my two favorite topics, shame and regret. Gosh, I love them. Oh gosh. This one, whenever we finished, Laura and I looked at each other on FaceTime and we're like, what have we done? What have we done? No, it was good. It's good to talk about. I know that if she and I can both relate and realize that we struggle with similar things, maybe differently, then y'all probably have similar struggles as well. So why don't we all just hold hands and relate with each other? Hope that you listen. Hope you enjoy. I am in Ecuador this week, so I hope to pop in on Instagram stories. So make sure you're following along. Um, And we just really, really appreciate y'all. And we appreciate y'all for letting us do something silly like mullets and rat tails and following it up with shame and regret because that is just the way we are. So I will see you guys next week. I hope you listen to this episode and enjoy. Hey, Donna. Hey, Laura. How are you? <laughs> Listen, I was thinking, should I sit here and be like, gosh, Ecuador is so beautiful this time of year, or should I be <laughs> honest and say, we literally just finished recording the last episode and we are now <laughs> onto the second one. Um, so that's what Let's I'm still honest. in the same hotel room that I was in last week, <laughs> except I haven't been I- here another week. It's literally a couple minutes later. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But when this airs, you will be in Ecuador. So that's yes. going to be fun. Yes. When y'all are listening to this, I'll be in Ecuador. Hopefully not. Yes. Right. I'll follow it too. Yeah. Be sure you're following Jana's um, personal account and maybe she'll post some on our um, yes. All Things Good account too. I will. That'd be- if anything crazy yes. happens, y'all will be the first to hear about it. And so- I love it. Love it. Breaking news on the All Things Good. Insta- yes. Yes. Uh, From the equator. So- <laughs> I love it. I love yes. it. Been so much fun. Um, so we we did a deep dive into some guilt and conviction and started creeping into some shame, but we decided to to break it up into two episodes. So we're gonna jump into shame and regret today, which are oh fun. Yeah, we're keeping it light and airy for you guys this summer. Yeah, summer is good. No, we hope that um, I would love to say you know we were inundated with a million messages. Yes, thank y'all. Oh, thank y'all. Thank y'all for that. It was amazing. It was so good to hear from y'all. I see it resonated no. with all of you as well. <laughs> I haven't even had time to experience the shame from sharing too much. <laughs> so we That's... decided to keep rolling with it. We just kept rolling with it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, let's start with your, um, your definition to get us. So what, what did you find out? I okay. know you've been doing a lot of research on this. Yes. So tell me about what uh, you found out. Webster says shame is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of a wrong or foolish behavior. What I really love is by the consciousness of wrong or (laughs) foolish behavior. You were conscious of what you were doing. Yeah. You, you are very aware. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just say just to really tiptoe into this, I would say Uh my shame pretty much lies it with my weight. Mm, and so and it's Mm -hmm. not even and I even was telling you this trip Mm -hmm. because I've been in Alabama and Florida and New Orleans and all over Mm -hmm. the world just the south um but I especially like I was even telling Will yesterday because he was like well do you want to go see so-and-so and And I said I really don't want to see anybody and you would have thought that I was Britney Spears except (laughs) um at my nephew's baseball games. Like I sat off to the side, I wore a ball cap. I had my sunglasses on because I know 
so many people here. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Like, I just know everybody. No, it's just like, it's, it's a small town. I mean, it's it not, uh-huh. and it is, it's a small town when you're from here and mm-hmm. it's all these people that I went to high school with and maybe haven't seen in 20 years. And guess what? I've gained a little more than 20 pounds and, mm-hmm. um, my face is really swollen and granted now if I were to like, Oh, I know I put on a lot of weight. Cause this is, let's be clear. This is what I would do because part of my shame also comes from oversharing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be like, my face is really swollen because I'm on a lot of steroids, but not those kind of steroids, you know, like the medical, you know, like I would go and they'd be like, I don't care. Like you just look pudgy, you know, but yeah. I have been so ashamed. Like I've not really wanted to like go out. Mm-hmm. I've not wanted to see people, um, to the point of almost being like reclusive and mm-hmm. it has been very hard and I'll say it to Will and he's like, that is so stupid, you know, which that doesn't help that's not help <laughs> no and he's like what is you know and I'm like no and so yeah. um it just hey well let me it's hard let me add this let me see let me see how this if this resonates okay. with you when I my deep dive into what is shame okay it says it's typically pride fueled okay. okay okay right and we typically um try to it's because of something that we've done or something that we are or something whatever that we're trying to hide or cover up so we call a face (laughs) that Anna makes when she this is very inappropriate I'm sorry but whenever Anna like squinches her face up real tight like when she's scared Uh or she's Uh we call it her cat butt face it's like her face (laughs) almost looks like a little cat butt (laughs) that's the face I'm making right now I don't like it I don't like what you're saying (laughs) I don't like it at all. I mean, when I read that, I was like, I read that. Pride is so embarrassing. To say that is so embarrassing. It's shameful. And guess what? A two on the Enneagram. Guess what? Pride. Yeah. That's how I knew that's what I was. (laughs) I mean, you can pretty much never take a test. You read the descriptions and whichever one makes you most embarrassed. That's you. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, what about is, you? Yeah, definitely my weight right now is something that is, is, um, I feel a lot of shame and, um, just trying to <laughs> literally trying to cover it up, like yeah. trying to find clothes that fit or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but also, you know, it's really hard in, in the South, in the Southern heat to oh. cover up feet out of control and not not wear I've seen like, the sweat running down my back because mm-hmm. that's what William says. Why do you always wear all black? And I was like, Hey, William, what, why are you talking right now? And so <laughs> y'all that's the seat. If you hear a noise, I promise I'm not tooting. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I just, when we started recording this, I just realized that Jeff and the boys were outside. I'm at the church recording because I didn't want to kick my whole family out of our house. <laughs> so we can record. And so I'm in his office and I just heard them dragging the trash cans down to the side of the road. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be fun. In the so, sorry, so y'all. Donna's sorry. Donna's tooting <laughs> and Laura's dragging trash. <laughs> Except y'all. neither. We're not doing it. This is summer, summer edition. All things good. Yes. Everything's back. So. Yes. No, but yeah, the pride. Right. I mean, you and I have both talked about yeah. like, I don't, I don't wear shorts. And so Mm -hmm. my legs are the same length as Anna's. That's something y'all should know about me. I literally have the (laughs) the same legs as a 10 year old, except not. And, um, but my torso is like a normal person. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I was like, if I just was like stretched out, like I'd just be normal. No. And so, but I do, I weigh the most I've ever weighed. I, 
am probably the most, I mean, I know I'm the most unhealthy just with health related mm-hmm. reasons. And, uh-huh. and then I get to the point of like, I mean, we did the swimsuit episode and that's what holds me accountable to be completely honest with you. Like mm-hmm. if I don't want to put a swimsuit on, I'm like, why aren't I told these people not to be embarrassed? So I'm going to have to put it on my swimsuit. Um, and yeah. it just, it's it, hard. It is. It is. It's really hard. And, and for me, like that, um, you know, I'm working out with these high school girls right now. Not, I'm not working out with them, but I'm going to work out. You're going to watch them, them while yeah. they're working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, you know, trying to do the drills for them to show them how it's supposed to work and like just feeling so just like frustrated with myself that I've let myself get to this point is, is definitely, um, and again, it's pride. It's, you know, when I think about five years ago, I could go out and run five miles, like nobody's business. And, you know, was wearing three sizes smaller in clothes and, um, it is frustrating. It's very frustrating. And the other thing I saw when I was reading through some, some things about this, that, um, when we talk about like covering up, like for both of us, the first thing that we go to is obviously, um, our weight and, and physical. Um, but then there's also things that we try to cover up with other parts of our life. Like, um, like we throw ourselves into our work mm-hmm. and we have sense of pride that comes from being successful at work that makes up for whatever it is that we're feeling less than about, yeah. or we throw ourselves into social media or Netflix or whatever, like what we, it's like an escapism. Um, for you, I think you probably use humor a lot oh, for, for sure. your, your cover. For me, it's a busyness. Like if I'm going and doing, I don't think about, you know, how, I should be making space to go run or, oh, or walk. Well, my deal is I'm going to make fun of myself mm-hmm. before anybody mm-hmm. has the opportunity. That way it's not like self-deprecation. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah. and then I think, because what I think people think is like, oh my gosh, she has gotten so big. Like that's, that is what goes through my head. Now, do I think that about people? No. Um, <laughs> and I said that with a laugh, but I didn't mean it like that. But like, I just don't, yeah. like I don't yeah. at all. And so, yeah. um, and I'm like, well, let me make fun of myself. That way they know, like, she knows mm-hmm. that she's gotten dead. You know, which mm-hmm. FYI, I would know anyways. <laughs> and so. Yeah, I got to I gotta put clothes on. <laughs> yes. And it's like, and I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, I am, you know. And I mean, that's another thing that I struggle with too, is whenever someone's like a size three and they're like, I don't even know if that's a size. See, I don't even know below double digits. <laughs> <laughs> that when it says two and a half no it's like someone's like size four and they're like i've gained so much weight you know but uh-huh. i do try not to shame them because guess what it's whatever you feel comfortable with and right it's yeah. that's not you know because my thought is oh my gosh if they think they're big like they must think i'm gonna yeah. eat them you know <laughs> so like but get in my belly get in her. they're like i gotta get away from her <laughs> hurry fast but no oh i think gosh, that it's Adam. just it's all different for everyone but we all are fighting. And I think the greatest thing that ever happened to shame was Brene Brown. I mean, yeah. Oh gosh. I remember Will and I driving to the beach. This has been years ago. And we watched her Ted talk as Mm -hmm. in Will listened to it while I watched it on the phone. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I told him I started sobbing uncontrollably and Mm -hmm. it was all about, she talked about, you know, shame, but feeling like you don't belong. And Mm -hmm. I could like it, touched such a nerve it was as if Mm -hmm. someone had just poured rubbing alcohol like in an open wound Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I that I think that's me like that's where I struggle with shame is I feel I have a a 
the imposter syndrome for sure. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like when are people going to figure out like, A, I'm not good at this. B, I'm not funny. C, I'm not, you know, just different mm-hmm. things. And well, and it does, shame can change. I mean, that was another thing is shame can change your, your, change you. Like your whole your, makeup. Your person- yeah. Your whole normal personality. I buy normal personality, Laura, and pretty extroverted. Like I like to meet new people. Yeah. I thrive on like that. But when I'm feeling shameful or like feeling insecure, I go introvert pretty fast. Yeah. And I want to be with, I want to be with my people. Like I don't want to be with big groups of people where I have to meet new people. And, and in the back of my mind, I'm constantly like, Oh gosh, are they thinking it's kind of the same thing. Like, are they thinking, Oh, she's, she said this, or she said that, or she's not, she's not this, or she's not that. Um, mm-hmm. She's not what she was going to be. Like those thoughts start going through my head and I go introvert super fast, Yeah, um, which is not, again, not my normal, that's not my normal vibe. <laughs> Yeah, and no, I mean, I remember, mm-hmm. and this, you might beat me up after this, but the way that I met Laura, you know, was through Noonday, and Laura's been very instrumental into Noonday's growth, like, she would be, she's probably dying right now that I'm sharing this, because that's her personality. Edit, edit. Edit, edit, <laughs> edit. But she's been very successful, and I mean, and she literally does it all for the artisans, I mean, she really does, and to support her adoption, and it's beautiful, like, and she has to get called on stage, like at our convention, and you can visibly see her. Like, I don't like this. This is not why I'm doing it. And it's once you get to know her. Like, aside from that, I, I mean, Will has asked me multiple times. He was like, I remember you talking about Laura. Like, just how amazing. You know, he's like, Did you ever mm-hmm. think that y'all would be this good of friends? I was like, No. I said because I had, I just had no idea what her personality was like. And I said, and honestly. It's crap. I'm sad. It's amazing how you can be so much like someone, but yet you're not as successful. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> so I'm like, this is like, you know, your your life on drugs, Jana. This is your life not on drugs. Like, you know, like your brain on drugs. It's like this is what you could be. No, but I've seen I see you visibly like shrink yourself. And mm-hmm. It's, Mm -hmm. it's interesting because I, of course, just see all of the greatness, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, why would she like shrink? Like she, gosh, I mean, she's just so amazing, but we don't see those things in ourselves, and we feel Mm -hmm. all the expectations that are put upon us. We feel, Mm -hmm. you know, even though people aren't trying to do that, they do that unintentionally. I've got expectations that I put on Will, you know, I've got expectations Mm -hmm. that I put on. I mean, that's the biggest thing we talked about with friendships is. You know, the mm-hmm. biggest deal problem is unmet expectations. And mm-hmm. we, the problem is, is you and I, especially with our mm-hmm. personalities, have these expectations for ourselves that other, we think other people have put on us. And, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's hard. And yeah. So- um, it's funny uh, when I think about, um, all of the, the uncomfortable moments, um, on the stage, like I actually said, I think it was this year, um, when I went up this year and I hugged Jessica and I actually said, I'm sorry, it wasn't more. And she looked at me I, like, I was, it did. She, it, but that was, that was my thought is I wish, I wish it had been more. I think that's what I said. I wish it had been more. I think is what I said, but like, um, just, you know, which it just is, is the expectation. Yeah. And I mean, no way, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that is, but you've set this bar for p- mm-hmm. other people have used you as a bar which that's hard, 
because mm-hmm. you are, I mean, you do have a three wing and mm-hmm. it's not that you're competitive, but you, you are a results driven person. I mm-hmm. mean, thank mm-hmm. God, because I'd be like, what are analytics? You know? <laughs> so, um, so yes, I mean, your strengths are definitely my weaknesses, but, um, I think that that is hard and I get why you said that because I know you on such a deep mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Um, but it breaks my heart that you said that because mm-hmm. I also know that is not what anybody else is thinking mm-hmm. other than you. And it's almost like you can't enjoy the mm-hmm. moment because mm-hmm. you just are thinking of the shame that you feel because mm-hmm. you didn't reach what you felt was your best potential. Right. Right. And, and I, mean, I, I feel like for, for our personality type, like the two wing three noon day is, is a bit of a it's a, it's a real conundrum. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're, you're doing, you're doing good and you're helping someone else. Yeah. Um, and, and the more you do, the more you achieve. Right. Yeah. right? But if you're, you know, you don't, I don't want the recognition for the achievement. What I want, you know, there's nothing more that has meant more to me over the last couple of years, as far as the sales and all that stuff is to, to stand on that stage and to, to be in the top sales for adoption fundraiser. Oh, you want to see Laura cry like a baby. <laughs> it is not whenever, you know, she's sold the most in the company or whatever. That. It is whenever they tell her that she has sold the most or is in the top whatever for adoption. She crumbles like a baby. And then I start crying because that <laughs> is like, I'm like, that is one of my very best friends up there. Look at, look at that. Like that is yeah. her heart. And, and it's, there's nothing wrong with the people that, cry for having top sales. They just have different motivations. And, but that's the thing. And I mean, so tell me this, like whenever you say you have top three for, Mm -hmm. do you still feel like you've let people down? I do. That's hard. Yeah, I do. I still feel like I should have, I should have booked one more, one or two more shows. I should have tried harder. And that's the hard part with that three wing in with the noon day is it's not so much about the accomplishment, but the, um, the two part of it that's helping people like, yeah, that would have, that could have been more artisan jobs if I had done another trunk show or whatever. And so, but I, I'm really trying, really trying right now to realize, um, that my, my first responsibility is to these children in my house. Yes. And, and I feel like I've, and we'll get into regret in just a minute, but I feel like that's probably one of my biggest regrets is missing, missing things to help other, other people. people. Right. Yeah. Missing my kids things. And so, um, I just, this shift, I've just had to kind of shift a different direction in this season of life. And two, my kids are older. Like they actually, when they were little, they didn't know that I was, and I'm going to use air quotes, missing things. Yeah. But now they're Oh, they know. And they can use the shame to, oh, again, yeah. you. you're gonna not, <laughs> you're not going to be there. I'm like, oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm just taking you to every practice, bought everything you needed for this sport <laughs> and never missed a game until now. But your dad works out of town sometimes. Like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to miss Williams like state championship mm-hmm. for his seven on seven deal because I'll be flying to Ecuador. So that tool, but back to kind of like the shame and we, we've mm-hmm. been asked multiple times and we've put it off because it is such a touchy subject, but to do an episode on direct sales and like our real <laughs> thoughts on it and 
behind the scenes, you know? <laughs> no. And I mean, that feels hard because, I mean, it is mixed emotions. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I have been shamed. This is so, so dumb. And New Day is a completely different ball game than most mm-hmm. direct sales companies. Like, let me just go ahead and say that. It really is because the mission is is just different it's just unlike anything i've ever seen um and i would say not only the mission but i would say our culture is different yes it really is it it is competitive there are certainly there's certainly people in it who want to be successful and they they're like killing themselves to sell all guess what even them being competitive still benefits the artisan so it's like go for it be competitive you know but But there's not this backbiting i don't feel like backbiting there's not because so in our group of friends we all met in Guatemala because mm-hmm. we had all earned a trip. Granted, I mm-hmm. think I was the only one that did not earn any in-country <laughs> expenses, anything like that. I literally just earned the right to go and pay my own money to go to a third-world country. But I mean, that's how <laughs> New Day is different, right there. Like you know, it's like right. Get, it's, yes, I'm going. And so, mm-hmm. um, but anyways, in that group you know, we, we've got some people that don't do it anymore. They've moved on to other things, but they did it for years and made a huge impact. But in that group of friends, that's the ones like we went to the beach with and stuff. And we've all just stayed really close since I am by far, I'm the only one that hasn't hit like this certain level. I'm the only one that hasn't done it, you know, like, and I've been in there not as long as everybody else, but close to like, I've been doing it four years. They've been doing it between five and seven. And, um, I mean, I've had people say, how did you get to be friends with them? And it which is, is ridiculous. Do what? That's so, which is so ridiculous. Yeah. And that person was not being mean, you know, but it was just more mm-hmm. of like, oh, you know, and to where, but here's the thing, the way that I hear that is you're not good enough. Like you mm-hmm. don't sell enough. Like who are mm-hmm. you to be friends with them? Like the only successful people hang out. That's, that is mm-hmm. the dialogue I tell myself. And mm-hmm that's not the dialogue they were saying. They were literally just probably like, now how did y'all get to meet? You know, uh-huh. like, because they've been doing this longer and they've been on more trips and you only went on one trip with them. Like, how did you out of everybody else, you know, uh-huh. get to in this group? And uh-huh. believe me, I ask myself that all the time. And so, but not been more out of just so <laughs> grateful, you know, like, yeah. cause I've never once like, said like I was telling Laura the other day I was like this is my goal like and I don't tell anybody my goals FYI you can ask Will her goal sheets I don't because with I guess my three but it's the shame if I tell you my goal and then I don't meet that goal now I'm embarrassed what if you ask me if I met it I don't know what kind of psychopath Will is that he (laughs) tells me his goals and then asks me if I think he's meeting them that is like murderer status and so like he's gonna be on a true crime podcast for something. And so, but yeah, I mean that the shame that would be involved with having to tell you that I did not meet the goal that I publicly announced would be uh-huh. almost too much. And that's because uh-huh. of my pride and that uh-huh. having being so prideful is also shameful. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we are a two on the end. And it's like, I'm not prideful in areas that should really matter. Like it's so, well, no, you should never be prideful, but in the areas that you would think, like, I'm just not like, it's so weird. And so, um, but yes. Okay. So yes. Yeah, so weight, we pretty much knocked that out. The busyness, all uh-huh. of that. Um, uh-huh. I think- what about, um, the vulnerability, oh, the vulnerability part? Like, let me just lay down while I talk about that. <laughs> 
You have a therapist couch. Stretch out on my couch yes. over here. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. I, I cannot Always. tell you how many dinner parties, how many <laughs> I've left. Just even like get togethers mm-hmm. that I've left. And I'm like, well, you shared way too much. Mm-hmm. And I do it out of wanting people to not feel like if somebody's like, gosh, you'll never believe this. It's not that I'm trying to one up your story. It's I'm trying to make you feel like, hey, it's not that bad. Or, oh, you're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how embarrassing this is. You know, it's I'm trying to make you feel better. And right. doing so, I will just air it off. <laughs> at all. So, what about you? Usually, it's funny when you do. Usually, yeah, well, but then I go and I lay my head down. I'm like, "Why, Donna? Just shut your mouth. Like, let them share. <laughs> let them be vulnerable." <laughs> oh my god! What happened well, recently I- that somebody was like, um, somebody messaged and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I said too much." Oh, I, I was like, it was so funny. There was a girl. Her name's Tesney. And I, everybody, she lives in Tuscaloosa. We have so many mutual friends. And so we finally mm-hmm. got together and she messaged me. She goes, oh my gosh, I feel bad. Like, I think I talked the whole time. And I called Laura. I was thrilled. I was like, I've never in my life experienced this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I told Tesney. I said, conversation and had gift. someone else say that. Yeah. I told Tesney, I was like, you don't know the gift you just gave me. I'm going <laughs> to screenshot this text message and print it out. And so, because I've never been the one that walked away and not said, I feel like I shared too much or man, I talked the whole time. And so, and she didn't like, let's be clear. Like she was super sweet and I enjoyed our conversation thoroughly, but I tried to practice restraint and it was good for me. And so. I love it. Love it. Well, something else that um, I thought was interesting when I was deep diving into um, getting ready for this was that um, some of the biblical, let me pull it into the Bible for a second. Um, Some of the biblical examples of like the consequences of shame, basically. Um, And the one that I felt like was probably most familiar and uh, most relatable was David and Bathsheba. Oh gosh. Right. So you have this person who's in an extreme position of power, obviously, and he uses his power to to obtain something that was not his, um, i.e. Bathsheba. And um, then in in an effort to cover up mm-hmm. his what he did, that's where we we went from one one negative one terrible thing to two because then he sends you know yes. her husband to the front lines who is is murdered and so or killed in in battle um and i think that hard is day it's a hard day I, that was a really you know that that was rough but I, what i took away from reading that and just like in in the context of shame and guilt and um just dealing with that is you know when we think about david he was the one that God said, a man after my own heart. So if, you know, David can be in that situation, right? Yes. And can, can take this, the shame to that level. What, what a great, I'm going to say cautionary tale. It's biblical, but like yeah. cautionary tale for us is, you know, let's not spiral to that point, but let's, let's call it what it is. Right. And yeah. deal with it um, and expose it. Yeah. Instead of, you know, instead of 
Um, burying it, adding burying it. Yeah. Continually trying to cover it up, um, you know, but actually exposing it and bringing it into the light. And that's where, you know, oftentimes the vulnerability hangover comes, comes in is we do that. But I think that is also where in the last week's episode, we talked about the power of someone saying me too, when you share share a sin or share a situation that is, has caused you, um, to have some shame and some regret. And so I, I, that is what, you know, just thinking about how to, how to deal with shame and how to navigate it is, you know, find that accountability it vulnerability. And- mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to say, look, I'm really struggling with this, or I did this thing. Well, and I, I need- do find that when I am extremely vulnerable, um, and mm-hmm. sometimes like, you know, Will, and one thing I believe it was Brene Brown said is not everybody deserves to know your story. Right. Everybody should be given that information because they might not do what they should with it. And Mm -hmm. Will will tell me, you know, if I'd been hurt by someone or he'll be like, they didn't deserve to know your story. And Mm -hmm. I'm trying to learn now, like who deserves to know. Right my story. And that feels prideful saying that, like you deserve to, you know, but I feel (laughs) like it's, you know, I'm not going to tell y'all things that maybe my kids struggle with, um, because that's not my story to tell, but it's also, you know, out of protection for them, you know, different things or different things for Will. And, you know, whenever I shared about Anna's abdominal migraines, I asked her specifically, I said, do you mind if I share this? Not that it's like something to be ashamed of. And I made sure she knew that. And she's like, no, that's fine. You know, and I told her because mm-hmm. I wanted her to know that her being vulnerable, like allowed other people, like the people that messaged me, like, oh my gosh, like, I didn't even know this existed. Oh my gosh, maybe that's what my kid has, you know? And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, that's awesome. And because mm-hmm. I've told her, we never knew what this was, how awesome would it have been if someone had shared that with us and this wouldn't be so foreign. But I do think that the people that I've been vulnerable with that have been the right people, I have grown mm-hmm. so much closer to. Absolutely. you know, it's like this friend group that you and I are in and just even you and I, it's like whenever Mm -hmm. I've been vulnerable with y'all, even whenever I feel, and I say, I feel like I've shared too much, (laughs) which is, oh gosh, you know, which I don't even say that at this point, you know, it's like, okay, (laughs) Jenna, I don't think you've told us anything weird lately. What's wrong? (laughs) And so, but why are you holding back? Yeah, it's come on, you know? And so, but I do feel much more attached to y'all and I have no problem with sending a message to any one of you or to the group collectively like actually while we've been podcasting we've gotten a text message from in that friend group of like urgent prayer requests and you know and it's Mm -hmm. um I don't know if you saw it my phone just happens to be beside me and so (laughs) but I think that that right there like hey I need y'all to pray like mm-hmm. that is opening up, which this is nothing like shameful, um, but that mm-hmm. they're asking prayer for, but it's more of like, I'm being vulnerable and saying like, I can't do mm-hmm. this on my own, you know? Right. And yes, I just think that that then allows that person that you're being vulnerable to whenever something happens to them, they're like, I know that I can reach back out to them because they shared with me. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. and not shaming others when they all are vulnerable is the best way to be a friend. definitely maybe even if you're like that is some weird stuff they just shared maybe just keep that to yourself maybe keep it to yourself (laughs) (laughs) tell your husband tell tell your wife hide that on your face yeah don't let your face is saying what your head is thinking (laughs) so yeah 
Uh, what about regret? Oh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. You want to start with your yeah. definition? Um, feel sad, repentant, or disappointed over something that has happened. Uh-huh. That could be the lead chapter in my memoir. <laughs> a life of regret. <laughs> um, just regret. Just for no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> so- no regrets, y'all. Yeah. So when I, I dug in there, it was um, basically this is where Satan takes something, maybe it's something that we feel shameful about, something that we've done in the past, um, and continues to bring it up over and over and over again. Yeah. It's like the, yeah. Um, and and what I thought was so interesting is some of the verses that they, um, you know, gave to, to really deal with regret was, um, one, obviously, you know, when you ask for forgiveness, your sin is separated as far as the East is from the West. Right. And so when we, when we deal with regret, it's usually because we can't let go of our sin, not because God hasn't. Yeah. He, he's not the one bringing up your sin. Okay. That's the first thing is it's not him. And the other one that I thought was really good and I hadn't ever really thought about in this context before is Philippians 30, 13 and 14, where it says we should run for the prize for getting what lies behind Mm -hmm. and straining forward to what lies ahead. And I think that that's for me, when I think about regret, that's the biggest thing with it is regret is, is the loop, (laughs) the loop video, the loop tape or the whatever of all the crap that's happened the back in the past but the thing is god didn't make that tape and he's certainly not pressing play on it yeah right oh for sure i mean so yeah that's it if you ask for forgiveness and you have repented mm, it's done uh uh-huh it's sort of like this idea of false control like why do we have such a hard time believing either one we have a hard time believing we don't have control and then we have a hard time believing we haven't been forgiven and so, and we can't put our human abilities on God, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, because we have a hard time forgiving, um, mm-hmm. you know, but God doesn't only forgive, he forgets. And it's, I think that that's where the separation is, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I can forgive you, but I can't forget what you've done. And, right. you know, and I think God allows us maybe to remember things so we don't make the same mistakes. But Mm -hmm. it's a difference in remembering it and living in it. Oh, gosh. That's where I think I sometimes sit. And so Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the things, so I'm in Alabama and I, you know, grew up my whole life with three grandparents, same three grandparents I started with, like, you know, everyone I've shared multiple times. My grandma passed away um, and I made it back in time, literally like flew in from the airport Mm -hmm. and sat with her till she passed away. Um, but then my grandfather, um, on my dad's side, my mom's dad passed away before I was born. So I never knew him, unfortunately. Um, but my dad's dad, I was extremely close to extremely close to. And, um, I talked to him on the phone and he's like, when are you coming? And I was like, I'll be there soon. And I talked to Will about getting a ticket to come and see him, uh, because he had fallen and broken his shoulder and, you know, a lot of times with the elderly, if they break something, it's like a death sentence. And so he'd broken his shoulder and he mentally was completely fine. Um, fell and broke his shoulder. And I was like, okay, I'm going to come. And 
Will's like, okay, we'll get a ticket. And then I was like, well, you know, we'll probably go, you know, and I just kind of kept him hawing around and it's hard. Like your kids, my kids were both super active. It's a plane ticket. It's, you know, it's all this stuff. I have a job. Will has a job, you know, all this stuff. And I made every excuse on demand. And then he ended up passing away. And I told him that I was going to come and he's like, I'm going to hold you to it is what he told me. And and I dealt with so much regret with not going. And Mm. he called me as number one. There's a gajillion of us. I was the first girl. Mm. Um, And I mean, he was just my buddy. And I was Mm. so sad that I just, I mean, I was shocked when my parents called because mentally he was all there. Um, Mm. It was just, he ended up with pneumonia. And so, that mm-hmm. is, you know, things that I can't go back and fix. And right. now do I think my grandfather's up in heaven? Like she did not keep her word. No, <laughs> I don't. So no, I don't think that at all, but I just, I have that selfish desire of wishing I could have hugged him one more time and told mm-hmm. him I loved him and kept my word, you know? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I deal with that. What about you? Uh, I think, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, um, just, I think there were times when my boys were little that my priorities were really out of whack, um, yeah. and probably still are, if I'm being honest, there's definitely some things that, that I, um, I don't do well with keeping things in check priority wise. I think when I was in the tenure track position at Mississippi state, and that was my soul, like I'm such a three, a three the checking off of the things to, you know, the accomplishment yes. and not, not because I want the accolades, but because it's on, it's on my goal sheet to do. It's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's there. And, and two, there was a lot of pressure. Like if I didn't earn tenure, then I didn't get to keep my job. And so, um, you know, that I think I, I should have been more, more family, less work at times yeah. when they were little, um, I think that's probably one of my biggest, biggest regrets. And then, oh gosh, there's so many people that I've looked back on my life. And honestly, it's kind of like when you were talking about going back to your hometown and like feeling like Brittany, like in your sunglasses and hats. Sometimes I feel like that, but not because, I mean, some because of pride and, and body image issues. Yeah. But also because I probably hurt a lot of people during during that 18 to 24 year year yeah. old period that we talked about that I regret the way I handled relationships or things that I said, or, um, you know, just yeah. make poor decisions. And so there's a lot of, a lot of regret and wishing I could fix it. Yeah. Um, but not sure exactly how that would look at this point. Have so, you ever talked to those people and said like, Hey, I'm sorry. I made just bad. Dis- Have you ever passed that bridge? I mean, they're not. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know that it would be worth it. Probably. Well, super awkward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Because well, that's not how it works. Probably, we sit yeah, and marinate in it and it. they've moved on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still sitting on it 20 years later and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Who are you? I'm just- yeah. What is your name? You look a lot different. <laughs> so I don't, um, I have not, uh, I have not, but uh, we did have one of our youth kids go and play football, uh, Delta State. Oh, I know the- Delta State. Yeah. 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 And the high school, I mean, 
one of the guys that I knew in college was their coach there. And I was like, yeah, he's probably going to tell you a little bit different story about um, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. my life How about you like don't mention it. that you know me? <laughs> Lose my name, bud. Yeah. I know. I know. Maybe he will get confused by the Walton, Walton. Richards uh-huh. connection thing. Yes. Yeah, but no, just, you know, wishing that I had handled things differently or, you know, just been, gosh, just known what I know now. Yeah. I think. But I know we all make mistakes and that's, here's the thing. This was, this is one of my other great takeaways from, from some of the things that I read was the best thing about regret is that it, it stems from our failures. I know that sounds weird, but Mm -hmm. wait for just a second is that those failures are what give us practice and humility because it keeps us in check as far as we can't look down on someone else because we're a big old big old bag of mess in ourselves. Right. Yeah. And so keeping that, not that we want to like wallow in it, the, the failures. But it should give you grace to give others. Yes. Right. And, and just keeping us humble in terms of, okay, get off, get down off your high horse. And a lot of times people that are very slow to give grace have been given the most, you know, Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to be that way. Like, I don't want to be yeah. the one that's, and I can be that way, but when I'm that way, it's mostly with my family. Um, uh, I'm very uh, quick to extend grace to others. Unless you t- mess mm-hmm. with my kid, I will cut you. <laughs> but that. I need, you, I need you to tell the story about you biting the kid. Okay. So <laughs> I'm not allowed to Chick-fil-A anymore. No. Um, so this is, this is how like next level I go with other kids like I cannot stand my biggest pet peeve if I was to run for president um it would be to end bullying um I cannot stand when a kid is mean to another kid um Mm -hmm. I just it's like my biggest thing so let's go ahead and just be clear and I'll get on the same page that the kids in the Chick-fil-a playground (laughs) that are unsupervised are the worst and they're unsupervised because their mom is probably over there like eating some waffle fries also known as her feelings to get away (laughs) from that terrorist because so I was in the um I was sitting outside my let's I'm gonna go ahead and say this my kids were not even in (laughs) the playroom at the time but we were sitting part of the story. Oh, I was like, I was like, so, so I was sitting by the little playroom, you know, it's like a glass enclosure and my kids are sitting there and I look in there and this kid is just going around just like hitting kids and then like upside the head and they're like looking at him. And so I'm kind of surveying the situation. I'm like, this kid is not like friends with any of these kids. Like they're not like with him. Um, not that that would make it much better, but it definitely made it worse. And I saw him go and just bite the crap out of this kid's arm. And the kid is crying. Um, The mom comes in to get that kid. And she was like, who did that? You know? And the kid, like, is hiding. So I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, do I say something? So then I see the kid bite another kid. So I go in there. And, like, that kid's mom is not anywhere, like, in sight. Like, she's not (laughs) present. And so I grab the kid. And he's like, don't touch me. Bitch, I probably shouldn't have. And I grabbed his hand. And I was like, let's go. We're going to go find your mom. And he tried to bite me. And so I bit his arm. And I said, that didn't feel good, did it? And he's like, what is wrong with you? 
And then I then I grabbed his little hand, held it up, and I said, Whose kid is this? And the woman was like, Me. And I said, He is biting everybody. And she's like, he's like, You just bit me. I was like, No, I didn't. <laughs> Liar. I, I'll tell you what, I don't have regret. Maybe some shame, but no regret. No regrets. <laughs> So, and then I'm like thinking, who's she going to believe her kid that this woman bit him? Because <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but I was so mad. He bit all these kids and there just, he just like left this trail of tears in there. Oh no, and no, and she was just like, don't bite. Okay. Like, don't bite. And he's like, that lady bit me. And she's like, no, she didn't. <laughs> like, like, that's no, what happens no, I did when not. you raise a liar. Your mom's not even going to believe you. <laughs> So my kids were mortified, but guess what? That stopped us from ever eating Chick-fil-A pretty much again. And so they're oh not going gosh. to Chick-fil-A. Pretty much everybody knows me, knows that story. And they're always like, don't take John on Chick-fil-A. I'm like, here's the deal though. Be glad because I, if someone's messing with your kid, I will, I will mess with them. And so will, I can't, I will, I will didn't sound great, but I will pet them. And so um yeah I so like um I will tell the kids like if they come home and say something like so and so so a kid called Anna fat I'm just gonna let y'all think would you bite that kid yes oh my gosh so um I asked her I was like do you want to go like toilet paper his house and she's like what's wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) like that's a a no Okay. So I need to take all this toilet paper. Yeah. So Costco had a special. (laughs) So I just can't, like, I cannot, but I don't have regrets, Laura. I mean, maybe if, maybe if we lose listeners because of this, I will, but (laughs) (laughs) so, but yeah, I mean, that's where I cannot. And that's the crazy thing too. I can stand up for other people all day long. Like my friends, but not yourself. I cannot stand up for myself. It is, Mm. it kills Will. Like it just, it just Mm -hmm. is like, I see him slowly dying inside. Um, he's like, why won't, I'm like, I don't know. Cause I don't feel like worthy of it. Like that's what I really Mm. struggle with. But Mm -hmm. I, um, and I will snap at Will and the kids whenever I'm tired and I don't feel Mm -hmm. good or if I'm like in pain and, but I can turn it on. Like, not like fake, but like for some reason, mm-hmm. I feed off of other people and mm-hmm. I will have had like a horrible headache and then it'll be time for us to like go to a dinner and I'll somehow like pull it together. The dinner, I won't almost even feel my headache. Like I'll be fine. But the mm-hmm. second we get home, I'm like, oh my God, you know, I, yeah. minute, you know, and it's like, I just get on edge, but I've gotten to where I do tell them like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel good mm-hmm. and I shouldn't have snapped at you. I probably should have just right. stopped talking. And so... <laughs> Just <laughs> that's the that's gonna be the closing chapter of my book. I probably should have stopped should've... talking. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, anything that else is... you regret? Yeah, that is. Um, I also that is one of mine too. What is, that you bit uh, a kid? <laughs> no, no, I've ne- I have never bit a child. No, <laughs> not even your own. But now, I, now I might. Now that I, you have opened that door, for I did me, not I leave might. teeth marks. That is the trick. <laughs> you should do it quick and fast. <laughs> Quick and fast are the same. You do it quick and painless. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so funny. I wish I could have seen his face. Uh, it was of shock and horror. I love it. So, yeah. And part of me wanted to tell that mom just in case anything horrible ever happened to that kid down the road. Look, you really should believe your kid, but he's a jerk. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Anyways. Oh my word. That yeah. is amazing. 
so amazing. Well, I hope this has been, um, I hope this has been good. I hope it's been a good conversation. Maybe, maybe some me too, if you've struggled with guilt or shame or regret or all three, um, cause I do feel like they're all, all interwoven, unfortunately. Yes. Um, they are, what did you call them? Incestual. Incestual. Mm-hmm. Incestual. Um, yes. They're all mm-hmm, married together and um, related. But I do, yeah. Yes. I do feel like there are some, some great, um, some great scripture when I was, when I was deep diving into the biblical perspectives yeah. on these just to really encourage um, people who are, are dealing with these things because, and I, to me, you know what that says is that, God knew this was going to be yeah. a struggle. He, well, he, he knew it'd a- be a stronghold right. in people's lives and mm-hmm. he's given you mm-hmm. the tools to try and break that stronghold. And yeah. I think, you know, do we want to stay in bondage or do we want to get out of it? And I think for, for me, sometimes I almost choose like punishment for myself mm-hmm. because I feel like mm-hmm. that's my penance and I feel like that's what mm-hmm. I deserve. And, yeah. you know, that's not the case. If I've truly repented and, I am making changes, then I should walk in that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he's called us out of the darkness. So why are we just sitting in it? So, <laughs> right. right. Turn on the lights, people. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that's the episode title right there. Y'all, yeah. we just nailed it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's amazing. All right. Well, we didn't do favorite things last week because we decided to split this up. So we have our favorite things coming at you guys are all things good. What's good. So tell me what's good in your life right now. What do you love? Okay. Since we have been in the car for approximately 92 days, we have <laughs> listened to several podcasts. This podcast got us because it is like 18 episodes and they're each like an hour. It got us from Austin to new Orleans, new Orleans to Orlando. And then pretty much, Orlando to Tuscaloosa um mm-hmm. and it is called cold that's just the name of it um and it's okay. about the Susan Powell and Josh Powell story it is insane and I don't know that who is that so I mean I'll go ahead and tell you because it's like all in the news but he so it's still it's called cold because it has technically never been solved which is really mm-hmm. dumb whenever you listen to it um but it his name is Josh Powell and the he more than likely murdered his wife. She's never been found. And then he killed his two, their two sons and then himself. He like, blew what? yes. Um, craziest. His family is insane. Insane. Huh. Um, his, his sister broke out of the family. And she, so she speaks on there a lot. These people kept, all these journals and um, like audio recordings of themselves, oddly enough. So you get a lot of their, their voice. It is weird. Uh-huh. It is so crazy. Like Will was Where like, happened? Um, Where- so I think it was in, so they lived in Utah, but then they moved to um, either Washington or Oregon. I can't remember. I think Washington. And I think that's where she maybe went missing. Um, uh-huh. But they were kind of back and forth in the deal. It was just so crazy. Like William took his headphones off. And was like, what is happening? And so, I mean, it was so crazy. So I would recommend listening to that. Cold is the name of the podcast. Um, The other thing, I can't tell you what the actual name is because it's written in Korean. Oh, okay. Um, 
but it's, I got it on Amazon. This is very hand in hand with my, um, self tanner, but Mm -hmm. even if you don't do self tanner, if you just have dry skin, really any skin, if you have skin, um, it's going to be genuine, (laughs) genuine, yeah, genuine Korean exfoliating scrub bath mittens. And they're these little bitty hand mittens that go on your, like your fingers and they're, it's green and it comes Mm -hmm. a 20 pack and they're like $6.99. The price fluctuates on Amazon, but it's between like six and $7 basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They're these little green mitts. We'll link it, but I'm going to tell you what. So since there's 20, I mean, you can treat them like as disposable, get like a few washes out of them. It exfoliates. I mean, you don't need to put anything on it other than water. And it exfoliates your skin so well. It doesn't hurt. It feels so good. And my skin feels soft afterwards. It gets off like my soft tanner in between times. It's Mm. good for like my legs get really dry in the summer. Um, And then so I'll like exfoliate with that and then do the Nivea cream and I am set. Um, But yeah, I love them. I love them. So they are, they're reused, they're reusable? Yeah, you can reuse them. I mean, you could probably honestly even wash them. But um, so like I only packed one, uh, two to go on this trip and I just ended up because I don't want to like repack them back. I just threw them mm-hmm. away because I mean it's six ninety nine for like a twenty pack, and mm-hmm. um, I've got a whole bunch at home. But they even have like bath cloths and bath towels. So I even oh. thought about getting something like that for like my back or you know something. But mm-hmm. I love it. What about you? Okay. Well, um, so this is something that I've had for a while um, and have been using it, and I've gotten recently. I don't know if it's because I'm more tired yeah. and I need more. But um, I have been using the Thrive Brilliant Eye Brightener. Yes. That, yes. Do you use that? Not like I should. This is yeah. make me remember I should. I know. So it goes like in the corners of your eyes and it's um, their, their like sales pitch or whatever is the, the eight hours of sleep that you didn't get or whatever. But it, it just goes in the corners. And it just kind of helps cover up the tired, yeah. tired in the eyes. Um, so I'm loving that. And, um, what made me think about it was I probably need to reorder. So that was why I was like, Oh, why haven't I ever shared that? And that actually came in my FabFitFun box. Uh, so love it. that, I don't know. And y'all, if you're not doing FabFit, they're not a sponsor yet. No. Yeah. Um, but if you're not doing that, y'all should totally do that. We just, did you just get your box I before did. you left? I did. Yeah. I loving, I'm sure some of the things in that box will be on my favorites yeah. coming up because I am, breaking into it and, um, trying it all out. So, yes. Um, good stuff. Okay. And then the other thing is kind of something that I did not anticipate being a favorite. Like I knew I would wear them, but I didn't know how much I would wear them. Uh And that is my new, um, I'm gonna call them Birkenkrocks. I like that name a lot. Like a lot. (laughs) They're plastic the plastic rubber Birkenstocks and I got the old school, like the big wide straps across. I don't know what that's called, but um, yeah, the Arizona, strap. yeah, the Arizona, I think is what that style is called, but I got this gray, it's called anthracite and it's like a dark, dark gray, mm. a little bit fine to it. Um, so they look almost black, but I can still wear them, you know, with Brown or whatever. Yeah. Um, I have other than to put tennis shoes on for volleyball, I have not taken them off my feet. Well, I mean, you I can them. wear them to the pool. You can wear, I mean, they can get wet. They're amazing. And they're light. They're super light. They are. And I wore them to the ball field, which, okay, gross feet at the end of the day at the ball field. But guess what I could do? Wash my shoes off. Yes. Just hose I mean, them down. I know. And the other thing I love about them is they're only 
they were $40. Yeah. They were like $39. Um, I got actually, he wears that, that style on the leather, um, mm-hmm. pretty regularly. And, mm-hmm. um, he was saying the other day after he saw yours, he's like, I need to get the guy, like, I need to get some black ones of those. Oh. So, yeah, well, I, well, I just got the, black. um, but I decided to go with these cause I was like, you know, they're a little, a little different. Sh- yeah. A little, a little different. fancy. A little sh- I got fancy with my Birkenkrocks. Yes. But they're, um, that's what, um, that's what my friend Roger Caperton called them. And I was like, that is perfect. Yes. That's a good, that's a good name. And Jeff calls, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. I, the Crocs, like the old school Crocs, yeah. like is the thing here where we live. In they come back too. So much. So Jeff calls, <laughs> Jeff started calling it Croxipator because wow. the kids wear, they put their, like, instead of like slides yes. or whatever, they put on Crocs with socks. Yeah. They are serious about it. It's something. It's strange. We've seen and the girls get those, they get those little things that the go gibbets. in the holes. The gibbets. Yeah. I'm like, okay, girls. I'm, I'm not sure. Don't you know Crocs is like, thank God. We knew if we held on long enough. I know. So, somebody in Backwoods, Mississippi would. We'll bring it back. We'll I know. We'll back. bring it back. Make it popular. And believe, they have. If like, you believe it, enough, it will, it can, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. That is so funny. Well, this has been good. This has been. We needed it. And so, are you feeling this was this was a lot though for us to record back to back episodes. I'm feeling a little vulnerable. Yeah, I will. We'll feel it. I know. But I might. I might need a nap. That's on you. That says more about you than it does us. So, uh, well, I love you, friend. I love you too. And um, if I don't talk to you before you leave for Ecuador, keep us posted. Have so much fun. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Well, I'm so glad that we broke that up and that we spent a little more time talking through shame and regret and the differences between the two. And then also just like what the Bible says about those two things. And again, I just think it's so insightful that God put those things in the Bible, knowing that we would be dealing with those things as believers. And so we hope that some of these verses that we talked through and, and look y'all, a quick Google search will help you pull up some more if this is an area that you're struggling with. And so we thank y'all so much for being here for part two. We appreciate your support so, so much. Be sure that you're following us on Instagram at All Things Good Podcast. And y'all, if you haven't already, we really, really, really need you guys to head over to Apple iTunes and leave a review and a rating for us. That would be amazing. This is how sponsors find us. This is how we can keep this thing going um, as we go forward. So, If you haven't done it, we really need you to do that. Ratings and reviews are super helpful for us. So head over there, help us out. All right. So we will be back next week with another new episode and we have no idea what it's going to be. So you're going to have to tune in to find out y'all have a great week until next time. Settle down girls.